after him, then came Luna Fox, Jet Propulsion, still Tagaloa, Embolism coming at him and Luna Fox, Tagaloa looking to hold on, Luna Fox and Jerry Tortoni from the clouds, Luna Fox, Luna Fox, it's a foil over in the guinea. Welcome to Vet Doctor, a behind the curtain look at how pro punters operate, sponsored by punningform.com.au and topsport.com.au. I'm your host, Scoot, and I'm joined by the punters punter, DK, and Darcy Spinks. How are we today, I think we're up and about, Scooty. I think it's going to be a big show. (laughs) We've just seen the preamble beforehand, the green room or whatever we want to call it. We're going to be on into our chats, aren't we? Yeah, Yeah. we're going to talk all all things racing, all things racing, and a little bit of reality TV. We're Mm. uh, in the warm-up. We're talking about maths last night, and... A lot of punters out there will be able to relate to that. A lot of holding hands time on the couch, getting forced into maths and Britney Spears <laughs> and Britney. framing Britney Spears. Yeah, Darcy, yes. what about you? Have you been into maths? Look, I have been watching maths. Um, very entertaining stuff. <laughs> Not sure I would have matched all of them up together. They're quite entertaining. What do you guys reckon? Have you been watching? Oh, oh, from the bit I've seen, I can see why they're all single. <laughs> the blokes are feeding and most of them have got no idea. Pickles. Pickles, yeah. Got no idea. And the girls, I mean, some of the girls were there just too hard to please they're going to be single yes. for a long long time i think Darcy. yes what do you think yes i i agree um to some the, extent anyway. i didn't know i didn't really oh it was very interesting when they had to rate their partner no. um like who they thought was the best looking like obviously they're all going to get a little bit upset if they're going to be completely honest um if i was on the show whoever i was partner up partner up with i would have just put my partner at the front <laughs> even if i didn't think so yeah, exactly. you're gonna play the game <laughs> stuff that up i completely stuffed up but anyway I know. anyway what else anyway. Gertie? where else well, we uh, another thing that caught my eye just while we're talking about tv world was the 60 minutes doco on princess latifah yeah. she's the daughter of sheikh, sheikh muhammad sheikh who's the ruler of dubai and also the chief of godolphin that's right and it's just been amazing with this Gordon Elliott situation over in the UK with a picture of the dead horses and all that sort of thing, which is absolutely abhorrent. And it's a bad look for the industry. And I sort of get that. But what's really surprised me, which it hasn't surprised me at all in the same breath, is what's happening with the Australian media who don't even want to talk about Godolphin and what's happening with the, you know, the humans, human rights issue that's happening in Dubai. But then you've got all the Sky presenters tagging, you know, love the horse and all this sort of stuff. But it's, And they, they say mm-hmm. that, they you know, they're happy to, you know, win a bad egg, I'll call them out. But no, like the mainstream media in Australia haven't even addressed this. And Godolphin have just got a, a free license to keep on going. But this is a shocking story. This is absolutely horrific. And it happened if it happened in Australia, they'd be run out of town. Mm-hmm. It's that part of the world, though, mate. I tell you, because that... You know, he's the ruler of Arab Emirates or Dubai and whatever over there. And you now, like, what happened to Jamal Khashoggi or whatever over there? I'm not getting political, but that's what happened. Nothing ever, there's no hardly any repercussions for that. Mm. Um, and I've been to that part of the world and things like that. And you know, the women's rights is not very high on the agenda over there, mate. Actually, it's terrible. Mm. So I can see sort of why it's been allowed to happen. I've been, I wasn't totally convinced. I saw her eyes rolling a bit in that. Thing. You think so she's put it on to the case? She might have a few. Might have a few mental health issues. Oh, she would if like I was that. locked up. I'd have some yeah. some majors myself. Yeah, and that was the theme of the night. There was um, Britney Spears. Obviously, had some issues as well. It was sort of following on. That was the theme of that sort of program, wasn't it? That mm. two 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 girls under thing. But um, mm. oh, she goes good, Britney. Did you did you did you watch? Um, did you watch? What do you think? Britney framing. Would you watch framing Britney Spears? Yeah, I watched well? a little bit of it, and yeah. my my missus has been away for a couple of days, but I, I fell into the a couple of shows just to chill out a bit but uh, oh you know if the media are all over you like that you would go a little bit loopy so yeah. i sort of feel sorry for britney and i think you know most teenage blokes sort of my age would have been a first sort of crush like 
She yeah. sort of just changed the landscape a little bit uh, in that sort of era. But yeah, I do feel sorry for her. And, and both both situations are just appalling. Um, I, yeah, I can't I can't get my head around it. But um, yeah, it's just sort of it's sort of rubbed me up the wrong way a bit this 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 week. Seeing all this, you know, oh, we love the horse and all this stuff. And if if racing want to get on the racing media want to get on their high horse and crucify people for having a mistake, well, they mm. need to call out all of it, not mm. just pick and choose and protect their friends or protect the financial interests. You know, there's a big revenue stream with Godolphin and I've heard of um, like lots of things getting censored on, uh, you know, on 927 and journalists when they're trying to talk about it, they just get, you know, tugged on the coat and say, oh no, you can't print or talk about any of that. So we just want balance and we're here Mm. to tell the truth and we're not restricted by anything. So Mm. I think we just need a little bit of balance and I don't know that we're going to get it, but um, yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting what's out there in the landscape. Now, DK... Mm. Um, Ballarat on Sunday. Ballarat on Sunday, yeah. Yeah, you, a, you pulled off a little bit of a sting. Yeah, that was a bit of a highlight, wasn't it? So yeah. um, we found a horse there. Prince Rohini's. Prince Rohini's. And yeah. sort of that's, that was just, I mean, I messaged, when I messaged you Thursday or Friday, so this horse is in. Yeah. And it's just so my MO, that possible possible group horse in mm-hmm. a maiden. Um, I just had to steal myself, was up against Salto Angel. It runs second in the Oaks, which is a big Phillies race in the in the autumn and yep. the spring. spring. Darcy's probably um, been to an Oaks. Probably been to an Oaks, yeah, yeah, the Oaks. <laughs> yeah. So I just you just sort of sort of get it in your head that she could beat it, beat her. Mm-hmm. And um and I thought she had the talent too, but um anyway, she she did it easily, well not easily, but a length and a half or something in the end, but mm. it was great. It was heavily backed and we sent it out as a as a free tip to all the little birdie crew because it was just just sort of that's the DKMO, that sort of horse. Yep. Um, they're not all gonna be like that, they're not all gonna be plungers and wins and all that, but mm. that that talented horse that can be a rapid improver in a maiden, yep. in which is a lower grader race. Yes. That's, that's got the ability, I think, to win a much, much better grader race. Like that oh, also cool. go to a, yep. a, some sort of Queensland Oaks or something yep. like that. She's a 2,400-metre Oaks filly for mm. sure. Um, she's a half to John Snow, you know, yep. who was the good horse. So, um, yeah, so hopefully we find more of them. Like I said, it's not all going to be like that. But it was just so the DKMO. Yep. Um, so we're, just, we're starting the service this month. And um, we're just sort of looking. It's a good time of year for those sort of horses. Mm. Um, March, sort of February, March is when they let a lot of nice horses go. So I thought it was a good month to kick off. Um, and it'll be similar sort of time, August, September, a lot of nice horses. So, um, yeah, yeah so it was good, Scooty. It was good to see it win. Plenty of raw to be found. So uh, head to Little Birdie Shop. DK out wide is the set that you need. And I think he's got a bet tonight at Packenham. So if you get in nice and early, you'll get the tip there. But um, the big upset, I think Dars had a... A weekend off the punt from what yes. she said yesterday on uh, the Little Betty's podcast show. So she chose a great day because it was a bit of a bloodbath for most punters, not for Casey, oh, really? who tipped Star of the Seas, oh, but it was a bloodbath for most with oh. Luna Fox. We've got the replay on the screen now, but 300 to 1 Luna Fox, yep. Prushka. Yep, Paul man, Prushka. Love, How love Prushka. he improve them? I saw him out at the sales and he sort of giggled when a couple of people said, Oh, you know, congratulations. And that was not a bad trick, wasn't it? Here it is. But um, yeah, you could have. You could have found it if you go back a prep. It beat LA Kirk. It was a fourteen hundred meter Flemington win there. Yeah, so it had some like, stuff. It was if findable you, if you put and it all there together. If you could just, if you could forget its first up run and its probably run going out of the prep. Mm. But I tell you, I, it's the blinkers, mate. It is the blinkers. It was blinkers first time, and we talk about it over and over again. What they can do to a horse, and it's improved this horse a heap oh. of his first up run. Um, okay. So yeah, so he mm. yeah, Cherry Tortani was massive. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's the blinkers, mate. I'm telling you, it's the blinkers. Would we see blinkers on the blue diamond winner? Blinkers first time. Blinkers in a group one is just huge. Blinkers in a blinkers in a grand final, mm. you know. Um, but that horse, yeah, if you put it all together, fifth in the Caulfield Guineas, it had track and distance win. 
Um, but it was hard to get that. I mean, Mark Reed had a very out poorly, back poorly sort of yep. could be gone, yep. um, which that horse was. That's probably why it was against such big odds. But, um, yeah, but love, he's a great trainer, Pushka. I mean, he's just a good trainer. Um, we'll talk about other guys in that sort of neck of the woods, those country trainers in Victoria. They're just, they're right up there. And um, But, yeah, absolutely, the blinkers. And we might talk about later on, there's some horses with blinkers on mm. this weekend of grand final. So. And, and looking up at the runners-up, I thought maybe Tagaloa. You know, there's, there's a perception out there that uh, maybe the Busset racing team over-train their horses. And that flat run on Saturday could be... A, a reason? I don't know. Do they overwork their horses? I know it's something that oh, oh. other guys in my betting circles talk about, and even speaking to some of the guys out at the sales, um, they have a habit of maybe overdoing it. There's... I've never seen a joint. Oh, Robbie Lang in the past was one. Robbie Lang, mm. who wasn't a great, he didn't really want to back his horses the races, but they've never. I'm talking about trials. Yeah. You've never seen a joint with so much intent to win trials. Busseton. Busseton Young. Yeah. And then they just can't. They get to the races and they come off it. Mm. You know, mm. I just I don't know what the training method methodology is there. Mm. Um, that horse was off a big, did have a big figure there, um, the run before, which yep. it had to hold. And sometimes when they go big, they they, they can come off, which that horse did. Um, got big spikes, you know. Can they hold the spike? Can they improve off the spike? And a lot of the time, they're just as good as chance to come off the spike. Mm. Um, so yeah, but yeah, no, not not uh, not a not a putting putting joint of mine. Um, yeah, and I'm talking through my kick a little bit. I, I sort of Dutch tag a lower and cherry tore Tony, so oh, I was a little be. bit flat. And Billy, like Billy, just needs to put more of his horses in the race. Like Paddy can only do t- so much to train that horse, and it was absolutely roaring home. Savage yeah, line. It's going to run really well over two thousand twenty four hundred. Right into instructions, though. I mean, that's, oh, how, that's, but, how, that's, that's how I'm. You're going to you're going to get beat so yeah, many times. It's just it's the joint. It's, it's, it's Paddy. It's how Paddy would ride him. It's how he wants them ridden. It's how they track work them. It's how they do everything. I just. That's why they, but the horse is savage the line, so I just need a bit of luck in running, and so I'd be sticking with that horse, Cherry Tortonio. Though he's a, mm. he's a good horse. He, he arguably could have won both uh, in the spring, and and then, mm, no, he's a good horse. Yeah, he's one to follow for sure. Mm. On today's show, we've got Beat the Bagman, Shane Adair. He's going to talk Port Lincoln Adelaide Cup man. on Friday. I don't know if the markets are open, but uh, we'll get a tip from him. Well, and he's going, he's going to talk Monday's Adelaide Cup. Massive field there. And we've got Charlie Rose and Mosh Music heading up the markets there. We've got Mint Bet Casey McCutcheon. He's our star of the show. And uh, he was all over star of the seas last week. He was on fire there. So were you, Scooty, to be fair. You were well, kick, yeah. really kicking up for it. So yeah. you knew that horse well. And that, that's mm-hmm. why when I look at the form, a lot of the times it's the horses I have good relationships with yep. that I know inside out. You've got to sort of start with them as mm-hmm. at least your starting point. Yep. And then if you say, oh, I don't like it today, work backwards. But you knew that horse. That was a starting point for you. You said, I know this horse really well. Yep. know his patterns. Um, so, yeah, credit to you there, Scooter. You kicked up Bridge just as much. Yeah, well, even a uh, broken clock is, what, rice, yeah, right, right twice a day. Yeah, yeah. So I've got one there. But uh, And then we've got racingwatch.com.au. We've got John Walter, the star. My man. Yeah, your My man, man. The star of the little Johnny birdie Walter. million stream. He found an $18 shot, I think, t- at Tamworth or somewhere out wide at Kemble that led all the way in that stream. So he's an astute judge. So he'll <laughs> He be thought t- it would lead all... No, it led all the way. He thought it would be back last. Yeah, or something like that. Typical, <laughs> typical racing. <laughs> anyway, so he's a very astute judge, and he'll be talking the Fireball, the Openers, and the Todman Stakes. So we've got a cracking show today. But if you're doing the form DAS for a Saturday, you're going to use... Puntingform.com.au, Australia's best online form guide and database. You can also get your raw data to build your own model. Contact Puntingform to find out more. Up next, we're going to talk Adelaide with Shane Adair. Welcome back to Bet Doctor, a behind the curtains look at how pro punters operate. I'm your host, Scoot. I've got DK, the punters punter, with me, and Darcy Spinks. And 
We're dialing in Shane Adair, a.k.a. Beat the Bagman on Twitter, uh, from Adelaide, who are COVID-free. Welcome to the show, Shane. G'day, guys. G'day, DK. G'day, Darcy. Nice to be Hello. on uh, Bet Doctor. Mate, it's great to have you too, and we're pretty excited for a couple of weeks' time when we've got Mooney Valley Group 1 William Reed Night, and you're crazy enough to say yes to a live audience and do the live stream. So we're going to have a state of origin theme. We've got the Vicks up against the South Australians. So on the Victorian team, we've got Casey McCutcheon and a captain, and we'll talk to him a little bit later. But uh, you and John Kelton, Shane, are going to uh, spearhead the SA attack. How, how are your confidence levels, and who's going to be captaining the ship? Is it going to be you or Eagle? Bagman or the Eagle. <laughs> well, I think the uh, Eagle's probably got the score on the board, so I'm just happy to carry his bags over to Victoria at the moment. <laughs> but um, as you said, no bigger rivalry. Then South Australia versus Victoria. It doesn't matter what we do. We'd like to uh, get one against our Victorian brothers. Yeah, he had a little bit of a giggle, uh, Johnny Kelton. He said, oh, most people think that I just do uh, SA form, but he, he says that he takes a really close look at Mooney Valley, and I know you guys are sharp enough to carry it across to Victoria, the form. And I think if uh, the night goes successfully well, I think we might have to uh, go back over to Adelaide and do a live event over in South Australia and... Get get the uh, the Vic boys to go onto your home turf. What do you rematch. About that, uh, rematch. Shane? Yeah, we'll see how the Moody Valley one goes first before we uh, start calling rematches. If we're knocked out in one round, it might be uh, an absolute bloodbath, unfortunately. But uh, it'd be nice to have um, all you guys over for our carnival in May, and uh, maybe Goodwood Day would be a good day to pencil in. Yeah, it's always a cracking uh, race card, that one. And if you're keen to come to the live event at Mooney Valley, it's Friday the 19th of March. It's Group 1 William Reed night. It's 150 bucks a ticket. It'll be a two-course meal and all your drinks for four and a half hours. You get to meet Das, you get to meet DK. We're even going to put DK into the crowd <laughs> with a the, roving mic. Might be on the, might be on the tear that night. <laughs> I've got, got to leave first. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to have a beer with DK and meet uh, Shane and all the boys at Eagle, it will be a cracker and Casey will be on fire. Now, Shane, we haven't uh, just got you here to pump up the Mooney Valley night. It's Port Lincoln Cup Day. It's a cracker Huge. on Friday. Uh, got... Top sport are a little bit gun shy. Haven't got the markets up, but uh, by the time this show goes to air later today, I'm sure there'll be a price up and some markets. Good, good joint, Port Lincoln. Yeah, you've I've been, been there. I've, I've been there. The probably three Port Lincoln Cups on that back in the day. Yeah, yeah well. fan, beautiful joint. More more millionaires per capita than anywhere else in Australia in that town. Really? From the uh, the tuna, the tuna, and the got some big go. industries there. The, the race course has got the beautiful backdrop of the ocean behind it. Um, great hospitality. There's wineries over there and whatnot. Just, um, it's a great joint, Port Lincoln. Yeah, well, there's a uh, there's a. A very good place for punters as well with myself and the Eagle both uh, starting our journeys in Port Lincoln, our places of birth as well. Really? Oh, yeah, there, there you, you go. go. There it is. Yeah, yeah great job. So there's great a little uh, a little fact for <laughs> the bet. You're more millionaires too, more millionaires. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, they got plenty. <laughs> what about the race? What about the race, Shane? Who's going to win the cup? Well, I think uh, it's pretty much a race in two. Last year, we saw Dexter Devil and Branfield fight at a close finish. I think those two are the winning chances. Again, Dexter Devil brings over very strong City Saturday form lines. The horses behind Ironclad, who looks like he's a genuine star of promise. Retrato, don't dream it's over. All these horses are benchmark 85 horses in town here in Adelaide. And Branfield is... 
a class local mayor who um, performs very well at the track and ran well in the cup last year. Last start was seven weeks between runs. I'm expecting to take sharp improvement. As you said, no markets are up as yet, but Dexter, Dever and Branfield are the two runners I'll be uh, focusing in. Mm. And it looks like the mayor's got seven and a half kilos on Dexter. What, what were you going to say, DK? I was a uh, Analytica sort of uh, one of the sort of don't like it, uh, Shane. I sort of sort of didn't have much luck in the in the in the prelude, but yeah, um, it got shuffled back. Yeah, it got shuffled back on the turn, and um, once it got clear, it made up a little bit of running. Um, look, I've got a little bit of concern query? maybe at the trip. The yeah. uh, nineteen fifty yeah. might see it out. I thought it was sort of hit the wall that last one hundred meters as well, and. Look, yep. it's, it's a tight track. Um, I think horses who have performed really well in the past are suited. So, um, look, I think Dexter Dever will go up five with Analytica second favourite, but um, I'm probably happy to play around Analytica at the moment. Mm. All right, we might get uh, Beat the Bagman to shoot out a tweet once he sees the market prices and... Um... Well, Bram, Bramfield, we know over here because Bramfield came over here for the staying race, and, and what it has got is stamina. It will stay the trip and be strong late. It was strong late in that they do have a prelude over there, which yep. is a great to have a, a big lead-up race, which mm. is the Cup prelude. Yep. Which Dexter Udever won last year, and then he went on to win the Cup. But he stayed in Adelaide this time. But Bramfield was the best run in the probably in the lead-up. So um, sounds like Bramfield might be the one with the value. Well, I'll tell, I'll tell you what it does sound like. It sounds like we need to do a live stream over there next year. Oh, so oh, I th- mate, I think it does. massive. It does. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome, mate. I've got the, the itinerary all set out. Go to Adelaide, first day, park in Adelaide, go to Winery, come back to Casino, get the flight over to Port Lincoln, park at the Winery on the day before on the Wednesday, get to the races Thursday, home Friday. Oh, mate. Dude. Just go, I'll have to carry onto the plane on Saturday. We might have to just bunk in at uh, the Adair family. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's Shane's anniversary, uh, so big congratulations to Shane. Five years of marriage, but um, let's uh, <laughs> let's uh, go to the Adelaide Cup on Monday. It's a massive weekend in Adelaide, Adelaide Cup Day on Monday, and it's a public holiday in Victoria too. But it's it's a cracking uh, cracking field. This we'll put the market up now, thanks to Top Sport and Darcy. Do you want to just run us through the market movers thus far? Yeah, so we have a short favourite, number four, Charlie Rose, at $1.85 into $1.80. And then we have number two, Mosh Music, at $8.50, now $9. Mm. What, uh, Shane, the replay that you wanted us to show here, which is about to play on screen, is that the last start win of Charlie Rose from the, I think it was the Group 3 Lord Reams. That was the one from the, the Simon Wilde. I'm wearing the Simon Wilde racing hat. But this is the runner that uh, you like? Yeah, well, it's hard not to like after watching this replay. You saw it over there, guys, in the bag, and it won by, I think the official margin was furlongs. And then uh, it's come over to here in Adelaide and made an absolute mess of them in the Group 3 Lord Reams. Look, I think it's going to probably have to break down to lose. Um, it looks absolutely unbeatable based off these last two runs. I think 3,200 will be no issues. It's a horse still on the up. I think you'll probably see it on the uh, first Tuesday in November in that race. Come another six months or so time, um, it'll be winning on Monday. Uh, I thought long arm might be a little bit of a place chance around that uh $12 mark. It'll be around $3.20 for a place. But uh, Charlie Rose, put your money on, sit back and watch it wimbo out three or four, I think. Mm. Yeah, no, sit and steer, stand and cheer. Yeah. DK, we, we, you know this horse really well, really too. Well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I took her on at her third start. She was even money in a maiden that um, <laughs> this is the first prep day. She's, she improved enormously this prep, but uh, that was a terrain. She got beat at evens one day. I think she, she, yeah, she they went too hard on her out in front or something. But um, yeah, no, she's a winning machine for a great trainer. Um, 
Love, we're talking about Paul Pushka, Simon Wilde, um, and also speaking of Mosh Music, who's a, Mosh Music's eight from 16. It's, mm. it's no, no slouch. slouch. No slouch and flying this prep. Archie Alexander, another good trainer. So, um, yeah, no, good trainers. Good trainers are stayers. Um, but this horse, yeah, she looks one out of the box, doesn't she, Shane? Yeah, she certainly does. And uh, peak grading the last two starts. And uh, didn't even really get out of second gear in the straight there. So I think still had plenty more to offer. And uh, I think uh, bigger th- better things are in store than a uh, benchmark Group 2 race on a public holiday Monday in South Australia. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. It uh, looks like it'll eat the 3,200. And uh, Shane, a little bit of a hat tip too. Uh, www.youngcare.com.au with a charity. Oh, yes. They uh, provide housing for the disabled. And your tip in the little birdie diamond stream was crucial to that. You had $1,000 on Lord Vladivostok. I think I've said that right. Um, and it absolutely won like far lap. It was a little bit green, so it's uh, it's got a little bit to learn, but it won impressively. Was, to follow. Uh, yeah, it was like a yeah shot out of a gun. So where do you think that'll bob up next start, or is it, has it raced yet? No, it hasn't been around as yet, but anything you can follow from the Michael Hickmont yard in South Australia is well worth uh, a dollar or two stables flying at the moment, especially with his uh, New Zealand gallopers. He's got a very good crop of progressive New, Ste- New Zealand runners in the States, and uh, when he combines with Jess Eaton and the money is on, look out, because uh, they're a very profitable combination. It was around 80% return on investment last time I checked, so um, mm. that's one worth following over the next six to 12 months. Yeah, absolutely. Shane, fantastic analysis. Good luck over the weekend on the punt. We're going to hear a lot about you. We might even do a little profile piece on you just so the punters at home can get well acquainted with yourself and Eagle. We might put you guys uh, in a bar together or down at a winery and, gee, I should fly over and uh, do the interview myself. And it sounds like DK's on the plane as well. But let's uh, check in with you closer to the stream. And I'm sure you're going to be a big contributor with us all throughout the year. Thanks for your time today. On your bag, man. Thanks, mate. Thanks. Thanks, guys. We'll see you soon. See ya. Das, if you're betting in the Adelaide Cup next Monday, big public holiday, sounds mm. like an absolute beauty. You just get Ho Chi uh, Mama to live at home <laughs> and you'd be getting your account at Top Sport fired up. Yep. Topsport.com.au. Family owned and run for 30 years. Bet with a bookmaker you can trust and please gamble responsibly. 1-800-858-858. Up next, we're going to talk Flemington with Casey McCutcheon. He's in red-hot form. He was on fire last week at Flemington, and he'll be full of beans. Welcome back to Beck Doctor. I'm your host, Scoot. I've got DK, the punter's punter, and Darcy Spinks with me. It's starting to heat up. This is a behind-the-curtain look at how pro punters operate, and I'll tell you what. Don't worry about Star of the Sea. Star of the show, Casey McCutcheon, joins us now from his den. How are you, Case? Uh, flattery will get you everywhere, Scoot. Thank you for uh, having me. Mate, it's great to have you back. But um, big news breaking this week. You are the captain of the Vicks. It's a it's a heavy crown to wear. How confident are you of bringing home the bacon on Group 1 William Reed Knight at Mooney Valley against the South Australian outfit spearheaded by John Kelton and beat the bagman Shane Adair? We just heard from Shane Adair. He's quietly confident by the sound in his voice. What about uh, your confidence levels coming into the Valley in a couple of weeks' time? Uh, mate, how could you not be bullish with a big V on your chest? You know, you run out there like 10 men, surely. That's uh, the outfit. That's what you've got to be wearing. The big uh, we're going to have a lot of fun, right? We're going to have a lot of fun. I reached out to the Crow Eaters this week to wish them all the best. We've brought them to the graveyard of Victoria, Moody Valley. Good luck, guys. <laughs> Death Valley. Uh, home track, Vicks. 
home track. We'll have the I'm crowd e- behind us and uh, hopefully a few tricks up our sleeve. I'm expecting a big, like, Ted Whitten-inspired pump-up speech from you at the start, Case. I want to, that's what I want to say. I think the crowd wants to see it. Get everyone pumped up, you know? So... Um, that's what we want. That's what we want. Hey, Carl, I reckon you've got you've got a bit of that in you, mate. Only a big Tom Hafey sort of gear from you might uh, be called upon if we. I could, yeah, early, I might do that. So. Come in, yeah, yeah. No, I might put something together. We'll see. <laughs> Stay tuned. We just need someone to uh, Dermot Burton style. Just run through the huddle at quarter time. If you if you're behind the eight ball case, is that going to be you? Are you just going to crash your way through the, those laptops? Oh, mate, I'll be skirting the packs. Don't worry. I might have to send some of my uh, you know drip mates in for that sort of gear, but. Uh, uh, look, it's going to be a bloody good night, a lot of fun, and uh, great night of racing, that one, one of my little favourites, so uh, I, I'm busy, mate, can't wait. Good stuff. All right, let's uh, cut out the nonsense, let's talk about the big action this week at Flemington. Super Saturday. Super Saturday. Darce has been to a Super Saturday, Darce. you were saying, yes. Darce? Yes. yes, lots of fun. He knows fun. all about it, big day. I haven't actually watched the race. <laughs> Our car park Maybe this week. <laughs> yeah, I will this time. <laughs> Okay, the Newmarket Handicap. This is the race that everyone's talking about. We've got the odds up on the screen now, courtesy of topsport.com.au. And Darcy, the market movers in the Newmarket at the moment. Yes, so the favourite, number 14, September runs, $2.20, no real big move. And number 18, swats that, $8.50 into $7.50. Yeah, and then what we're going to show now is something probably most of you guys haven't seen at home and that that's the trial from last friday this is a little little jump out they have up at flemington up the straight there and i think swats that wins the trial dk you can talk us through the trial uh no they swats had had a quiet trial with um september run yeah but i mean it was just great to watch so it was a, just a just a stretch of the legs for most of these horses there just to clean them up for um this race so we saw serious suspect or we see serious, serious suspect here out and rolling which is that's how it races um, with Elite Street sort of chasing it. And then you see the others sort of out the back having their quiet trials, bit of just stretch the legs, the mm. favourite September run, swats that alongside it. Um, just, just, I just thought it's just, everyone, if you just want to learn about, it just shows you why a trial's a trial. It's just, um, if you, if they're all unraced horses and you, you were looking at them, you'd say, oh, the things that win the trial by three or four links, they're the ones you want to follow because they've got, but the best horses are obviously swats that and September run just out the back, just having a stretch, travelling under a grip. Mm. And that's where you train your eyes in trials and think about the intent of the stables in their trials and their patterns and things like that and how their racing patterns, you know, their speed horses, first run on horses. So it's just great. But it's just, I just I thought they all just went beautifully. What do you think, Case? Yeah, I concur, mate. Um, our trials, I don't have a jump-out eye. I know some people do, you know, like some people just look at a horse and tell you a story about it. Jump-outs for me are a health check. I mean, they've got four legs, one, two, three, four, good. You look at something like Elite Street that uh, had an issue last start. That's probably the most relevant bit of information out of that trial. That he's he's come back okay and he's ready to go, I suppose. Um, and serious suspect, you know, I just sort of worry when it's you know tuned up for a trial Friday, eight days out. Um, whereas the rest of them, Swats that Celebrity Queen, September Run. We're all sitting back, uh, smoking a big pipe, ready to rev up on grand final day. So, like, I agree with you, DK. Uh, you know, you got to pick and choose what you take out of trials, I think. Well, I think the thing that I took out, you took out with the Elite Street, and yes, that's what you want to see, especially with the horse up an issue, that they're back and have that jump head in between. But September Run isn't a flash track worker. And she, if you just went off her trials before her first up run, and Chris Wallace at all, she doesn't trial well, mm. she's not a flash track worker. She looked pretty sharp there, mm. you know. She's had the run back, so she's a racer. She's into the prep now. She's got the run under the belt. I think um, that's what I took out that she she didn't trial 
like like she normally trolls a bit average. She was pretty. She looked pretty sharp there. Like Craig had a really good grip on her. So um, I think that was my, my that was my main takeaway. But watching that, everyone could have had a different takeaway from yeah. that. Travels so many nice horses just mm. down the straight. Everything was. Um, yeah, it was good. Yeah, and it looks like the bookies haven't missed, missed her at all. I think $2.20 early. I couldn't entertain her at that price. But let's uh, get her replay of the Lightning Stakes where she uh, she just motors home for second. She just comes into the race very, very strongly up on the screen now. She's in the uh, the Throsby colours, I think, in behind the uh, the red and the green. And she's just uh, starting to motor into work very, very late here. It's um, it's beautiful to watch, and it's a big flashing light run. But uh, Case, how does how do they get get her beat? Stepping up to twelve hundred now. That's the question. I think we spoke about the few of these horses uh, for the Coolmore last year, and uh, Swats that I think is the one you can see there in the purple getting windburn. I mean, if you look at where they <laughs> were at the furlong there. Um, you know, she had a few few lengths and was going okay on September run, but then the big red and green machine just revs right up, and it's very hard. I mean, she definitely looks the likely winner, and has I mean, the drums have been beating since the uh, the lightning when uh, she ran so well up against one of the best in the land. Um, you know, so at a handicap under these uh, conditions, she's not uh, poorly off at the weights either. Uh, you got the Waller ready to tune her early. She's tuned up on the day. Williams knows of the key to her. And she's drawn pretty well. I don't think there's going to be a problem with uh, Willow. will have all the middle part of the track to rev up. Mm. She doesn't get uh, outsped. She doesn't, uh, you know, get her wheels spun. She cruises and then we've seen how she finishes off races. So I can't talk you out of her. Uh, if you can get some sort of boost that gets you over 6 to 4 towards 7 to 4, then I think uh, that's the bet. Um, because if you think about it, I mean, you run this race 10 times, it's it's hard to see her getting beat more than half the time. So it's... Um, there is a couple of other interesting runners, and we can't let my girl swats that go. She is worthy second favourite, um, and she does draw an interesting gate here. She, John yeah, Hill's been going well down the like straight, and she's like going to draw the, the outside paint, so that could be an advantage. Um, if you know, in a September run's going to be coming through the middle. Uh, if that gets an extra length, squeezes an extra length out of swats that, well, that that could that be the difference? She's got the two kilos on swats uh, September run that she hasn't had in their prior meetings. Well, she's been game, but she's been well covered by September run in, in you know, pretty much each of them. So going to need to find something swats that to beat September run. But uh, she's each way odds again. And again, it's about seven or four the place. Um, and after that, it gets it does get a bit murky. But I thought the one at value was Brooklyn Hustle. It was uh, it was fantastic last start. Back well in uh, back late in uh, the Oakley Plate. And really justified that late money with a, probably one of the runs of the race. Clearly, the last two two hundred and um, at six hundred, last six hundred was bettered only by Dirty Work in that race, who uh, I really rate and was probably the hard luck story of that of the day. There, um, you dig back through Brooklyn Hustle. It's got a little bit of history to it. Took the scalp of, er- of Everest Champion. Yes, yes, yes. And when it won its maiden. Mm. Uh, ran well in the uh, Exceedance Coolmall behind those uh, Libertini, Bivouac and uh, Exceedance, obviously, the, the trifecta that day with quality. So we'll need a personal best from Damien Thornton, but I thought it, uh, it might be the, the one at odds that um, is in a bit of form. And the way it took gaps last week in the Oakley Plate is what you want here down the straight. Um, so it ticks a lot of boxes for me, Brooklyn Hustle, for, uh, for someone looking for a bit of value or the exotics. Mm. Um, did you, what do we think of a couple of the blowouts here? I thought Elite Street is um, the unknown factor. Uh, when Morton comes across and starts talking about a horse in the same same conversation or same breath as Scenic Blast, you, you've got to take notice. They're bullish before the, the, the lightning and uh, things didn't go their way that day. But the trial suggests 
it's okay. It's had, it had a little internal bleed after that race um, and was, was no good pre-race. So we'll be interested to watch it prior to the jump on Saturday. Um, but at odds, Elite Street, the blowout chance. And, um, and the other one I'd stick in a wide potty would be Standout, which, you know, we're probably just uh, taking on a bit of faith there. Blinker's first time, though. Hasn't yes, produced its last few and getting blinkers. out the gates like a real jerk lately. So, But they're the ones <laughs> at 30s and 40s that you might throw in a wide quaddy, considering what we've seen happen the last seven days. Yeah, I, I really like the um, the Brooklyn Hustle angle. Just the 1,100-metre Oakley plate, nice platform for a big, tough 1,200-metre. Yeah, it was a fast Oakley yeah, plate too, wasn't it? I think, yeah, with, with what Casey said there, if there was a little bit of a query, which I don't think there is on September run, running a, a strong 1,200-metre. I think she no. silenced those critics in the, in the Coolmore. Um, I'd be thinking, yeah, a, a bit like Brooklyn Hustle each way would be a, a very good way to play this race. Angle. Yeah, I think uh, I think you've definitely nailed it there, Case. Let's uh, let's kick forward to the race eight to the Australian Cup. We'll get the odds on the screen now, courtesy of Topsport.com.au. And Das, where's the early money moving in the Australian Cup before we get Casey's thoughts? Yeah, so favourite number three, fifty stars, five dollars into four dollars forty. Uh, number fourteen nonconformist twelve dollars into nine oh nine dollars. Oh, well, this is going to going to trigger DK here, but um... you know what has triggered me? <laughs> but I've seen it's got blinkers first time. Oh no! From barrier yeah. sixteen, <laughs> you, you drop off today third up with blinkers first time, like. <laughs> oh yeah, no, this is. Yeah. <laughs> What's your read on that? Great DK? game. The gr- blinkers from that wide gate. Do you see it going forward or uh, or going back like it did in the uh, in the Peter Young? Oh, I could see probably sliding in. They're not going to rev it up, um, but I could. Yeah, he'd be trying to slide in probably three wide with a trail or something like that, hmm. something like that, and, and building momentum. I tell you what, if there's uh, if if there are punning gods, this thing could be. A massive, massive chance, non-conformist. It's Murphy's Law. DK backed at first up. We're on track when we took Dars to the races at Caulfield. It flashed home. Last start. Back to for charity. And back to, the, boys back to the boys bet up. They backed it to win 100 or 150,000. No good again. And here it is. This is probably grand final day. The blinkers are on. The trainer's saying, here it is. This is the race we really want. The market's starting to tell you. 12 into $9. DK hasn't taken the price yet. But Case, barrier's the who's going to win the race? Uh, well, blinkers can be, you know, it can be a good thing or it can be a sign of desperation. And um, I wasn't thrilled with non-conformance. So the two horses are back pre-post for this race. The writing was on the wall. This race was going to fall away a bit with what happened, what's going on with the All-Star Mile. The two horses are back pre-post was 50 stars and non-conformist. Now, after last week, I would probably, I would certainly keep a 50 stars ticket, but non-conformist did not uh, thrill me at all. Blinkers first time. Look, if DK's off, I'll keep my ticket. But... Um, what I what I thought, you know, <laughs> a fifty stars last week um, was he put the he put the his class uh, up there. It was a bit of question mark over how ready he was last week um, after only coming off the one Sydney run, and um, you know, yeah, for him the nearly mow down star of the season, the blamey uh, was exciting for uh, Australian Cup punters. It's a wait for, wait for age winner. It just wins. It's that was going to be. It's almost won a third blamey in a row last week. Um, this will be back-to-back Australia Cups. And when you have a look through the rest of the field, there's not that many of them that want to make you reach for the money clip. There's a few that um, have cost punters dearly. So a few handicappers. Um, and it was a, I'll tell you what, I mean, I had to go down a bit of a YouTube wormhole just to get the goosebumps going about Australia Cup again uh, last <laughs> night. I was down the, watching the babe get up and down the Andy. I was watching the, you know, the, 
Vairo go back to back, St. Leoki, Northerly, the Diva, and I was getting all pumped. I just get back, uh, get back into it. For, this is the, one of the oldest races we've got, and um, this one's perhaps a little bit vanilla, but, uh, you know, I'm happy with my 50 stars ticket. I think shared ambition. Uh, so out of that out of that last week, or the Peter Young, we got non-conformist, shared ambition kind of went round together with Japata. Out of those, I'd probably go uh, take uh, shared ambition, who might get a nice run from gate two with Zara. That middle distance, I'm looking for Lane, I'm looking for Carr, I'm looking for Zara, who they're on and what they're doing. Uh, it's not, I don't know if they're going to go all that much quicker than what they did in the in that uh, Caulfield race. They've got um, best of days might come across with Homesman from the outside. Um, and then from the middle, uh, not that much speed and parody on the rail, on the fence. Parody obviously is drawn to, you know, get maybe a cheap on speed run and maybe get that little bit of pressure, but uh, it's drawn well with Willow. So the ones in the market, I wouldn't go fishing too far outside them. Um, and the one I'm sort of warming too late in the middle of them is, is still Prince. Um, I thought it was it was really good uh, in that race with with these other runners. That was the Peter Young. Um, so it, it looked like it sort of played up and had a bit of sweat all over it that day as well. Um, it was posted three wide the trip and uh, kept coming with the others. So with a bit of a softer run and uh, the beautiful soft moisturising manicured hands of Jamie Carr. Mm. You know, you wouldn't be writing it off. But I'm just praying 50 stars does the job. Um, and if it doesn't, non-conformist. Mm, I, I, yeah, just before DK um, interjects there, I, I, I'm curious about Steel Prince. I think Jamie Carr might have had the pick of warning and Steel Prince, but even warning, uh, first up, it's a Flemington horse. I need to go find its jump outs and trials and do some investigation into the another camp that can just peak them for those group one races the freeman yard are just absolutely deadly what were you going to say dk i was going to say uh the query i have on 50 stars is that was a brutally run race on saturday mm. um with buffalo river going nuts in front yep um back up off a brutal race is a small query for mine mm. and what goes down the lack of tempo so he's going from a brutally run race yep. one week over, over a mile to the slow pace 2000 of the cup so just a couple of little things he's got but he's a proven horse and you know he's 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 um you know he's obviously won this race last year and and everything but yeah um, just, not, just... not sure that inside gate will suit him either no because yeah, he'll yeah, have to go to last i think and then come around and all those blamey yeah. uh, blamey wins and australia cups you know with sweeping yeah. three wide and he likes a, a horse he likes to flow yeah yeah so i've got a couple of little queries on him so Maybe maybe non-conformist the blinkers can switch him on, mm, what but the barrier makes it difficult. Sixteen. Yeah, I don't know if he backs up, but a horse like Cherry Tortoni looked perfectly suited off that nice, softer sort of tempo. Yeah, that's, that's what, that's what I, I, I prefer. I don't know if he's a horse that does back up, but that's what I, I would have put him into this that's race. What I prefer on a backup mm. for, for personally. The, the nice young three-year-old bounces through it. You know, who knows how fifty stars pulled up? You know, was it? Was, you could see it as a bit of an empty out. You know, mm. so we'll see. Case. Fantastic work today, mate. I'm sure you'll have your foot on September run, but are they going to find you out on the lawn again at Flemington, the punters? They will, the punters. We're on the west end of the lawn, so hopefully mm -hmm. somewhere between, you know, around about the winning post or uh, somewhere near that region. Hopefully a chocolate block crowd for Super Saturday. The perfect weather is on again. Uh, so come see us with Midbent. We'll, we'll look after you and you'll have a ball. And, uh, you know, we can both win. You get back some winners. We can, you know, keep some keep some like we did last week and everybody can have a good day fantastic that is the captain of the victorian team for group one william reed night stakes night if you want to see casey tear apart the the south australian rivals 150 a ticket per person we've got about 100 tickets left it's half sold already 
So make sure you check that out. Casey is an entertainment machine and it's going to be fireworks. DK be on the roving mic. Thanks for joining us, Case. Good luck this weekend. All the best, gang. Thanks for having me. See you, guys. See ya. And form for this weekend for the Group 1 Super Saturday, Das. Powered by puntingform.com.au, Australia's best online form guide and database. Scoot and DK use it, and a little birdie tells me that Casey uses it too. Mm, Casey McCutcheon, <laughs> 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 puntingform.com.au. Now, we'll take a little bit of a break. It's been a big, big show thus far, but Johnny Walter. Oh, Racingwatch.com.au. He, oh, man. He, <laughs> him and DK strike up a big affinity after the little birdie at Millions. We had a couple of drinks on the balcony and some good banter after that. And we're going to talk all things Randwick with Johnny Walter up next. Welcome back to Beck Doctor, a behind-the-curtain look at how pro punters operate. I'm your host, Scoot. I've got DK, the punters punter, and Darcy Spinks. And... We're going north. We're flying north for Big Red. We've got John Walter dialed in. Welcome to the show, Walt. He's mate, live from the dungeon. I haven't got out of here in about two and a half weeks, so um, <laughs> welcome. Mate, uh, my sausage dog, every time I take him for a walk, he dives into the bushes and he refuses to come out. And it costs me a couple of minutes every time we go for a walk or I try and put him in the car and it's his version of the cupboard. Every time he dives into those bushes, I, th- <laughs> I think of Walt, actually. So you're always in the forefront of my mind. But, um, Walt, I saw you uh, drop a, an interesting little tweet late at night. So it must have been while you were just chewing over maths. And it's, you, your tweet says, seeing flutters or sports bets revenue growth and trying to fathom how they are not operating under the same rules as on-course bookies, at the very least, literally gives me a migraine. Hashtag how. I'm going to throw to DK first, but DK's been in at Racing Victoria last yep. week with Richie Irvine, the patron saint of betting, and you've got news cool. to report in regards to the minimum bet laws, which is timely because I've got a number of complaints this yep. week about punters and people that subscribe to our tips and they're still getting knocked back by the or even smaller players all these new little startups are, yep. are popping up and they're just they don't want to take a bet anywhere by the sounds of it and they're not playing by the rules and they're ducking and, and diving but what's yeah. the latest well, this is rvl this yeah is, so we um so i saw walt send that tweet last night and i was going to bang him out a message and i thought no we'll talk about it today when i saw he was going to be on the show <laughs> um so yeah we had a meeting and um things like this were canvassed um, and that's a particular grind of mine too, exactly what Walt said. Hmm. So my suggestion, um, and a suggestion from Rich, who we also agreed, was that there be, and the, if the updating the minimum bet rules down here be either a, a tier, a tier one and a tier two, like a rails and off the rails, uh, or a gold or silver, bronze. So I, my, my thing was I couldn't have Joe Caronica on his little Aussie, Aussie wagering betting to the same rules as sports bet, who say they've got 46% of the market or something like that. So... That, that say so the top four or something like sports bet tab lab brokes three six five everyone wants to be a part of that gold they bet to win five and two or something like that and the others bet to win two and one i mean that's oh and that was um that was well received i would have thought that was part of the feedback and the updating of um and more was about the um the timing the timing of minimum bet laws to kick in my, my mm. feedback there was that there's a flurry of activity at five o'clock or whenever the markets go up most days 5 p.m and then post scratchings, which is now 7.50, 8 a.m. There's no action 9 a.m. or 2 p.m. for night meetings. None, bugger all. So that um, if you want to put up a price, minimum bet laws kick in. Mm. And if they could have had some maybe some early market minimum bet laws and then increased the limits in the last 30 minutes. There was, there was some ideas that banded around. But just saying, well, this, this stuff is on the table, in, um, in at least in Victoria. Victoria. And then we yeah. said, 
can you please talk to the other PROs as well? You know, obviously for our friends interstate like Walt, whatnot. Not sure how much luck they'd have up there in North Korea with Emperor Valandis and all that, but um, we'll see. Anyway, there's idea, Walt. Not smiling. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> how do you, how do you think the uh, the two way communication would go up up north, Walt? Well, I even seen Roy Roy Key put a thing out this morning. Nineteen eighty four on course book, he's betting to win three thousand, and again, like that's three thousand. Then they get a chance to move their price. Then it's three thousand again. Like it's not one time. There was a hundred bookies, two hundred bookies. Now you know one or two people are holding more than that whole one or 200 bookies were holding and they're betting to win uh you know two-thirds of that 25 years 35 years later it's, when it's, as he said like i think he said a house was average of eighty-four thousand or something is now a million so it just doesn't make sense to me how it's allowed like it's just so illogical and yet no one seems to want to fight it or care or like well, what's the reasoning behind it how can they how can i be allowed to bet middle tote but something the next door neighbor can get on every product because of whatever reason. So it just seems so logical how to sort it all out. There should be one federal controller and mm. it shouldn't be that hard to work out. But I, and I also don't understand how there is no punters union or anyone representing like back in the day, who set these rules up, who, who set the bookies rules up for on course bookmakers and whose best interest was it in to have these limits and why is it not the same now? I, I couldn't agree more. And, and racing, I know they're trying to get a new audience, but the millions of dollars that they're spending on promoting these pop-up races and all these different new initiatives, there's got to be some sort of level of service to the existing customer base. I know that I'm handcuffed at the moment with how much I can bet. I want to turn over more money, but the current rules aren't letting me do that. And there's a lot of people that would just give up the game. Or there's a lot of people that go and move their turnover to greyhounds or a different vocation or even sport and think, oh, this is too hard and the margin's too high and it's a real issue. So I don't want to keep harping on it, but um, it's it's good to see that Racing Victoria uh, are on the front foot and I think Walt's point is spot on. If you've got a behemoth that's got allegedly 46% of turnover in the door at Sportsbet, they need to operate on different rules to Joe the pop-up bookie or these smaller joints to make the game fairer for all. Everyone wants to bet, everyone wants to play, um, turnovers all like, going up, but let everyone con- contrib- contribute to the game. Like mm. We want to bet up, so yeah. just let us go. Yeah. We'll take a little uh, bit of a deep breath here and we'll uh, we'll take the pressure out of the show, but uh, Walter was pretty uh, vocal. He's very vocal on Twitter. He's, he's definitely worth a must follow. follow. Must, follow. must follow on Twitter, at J underscore Walter 23. <laughs> and, and this is some of his best work. We've obviously chosen the new little birdie lager label and he's very good at superimposing i might yeah. have to get him a part-time gig here with some of our graphic design got work. It right. <laughs> here he goes he's found the winning uh stubby and he's got little dk's melon perched on the uh, on the little birdie head so option e was uh should have been what dk wanted should have been in the voting there it is the gra- oh, head dk nice. and, and then, the little birdie and the, the red and so the red. all oh, of yeah. a sudden when there's a sick beat or or, or three oh, mate, the little birdie on the ledge with well, dk well, in the uh mate, hello darkness my old friend could be something that the hello darkness my old friend uh red cabernet for <laughs> drown your sorrows well um, well animals celebrate works both ways works both that's ways right. that's right that's right <laughs> Now, we're looking to back a couple of winners and celebrate this weekend at Randwick. And Walt's going to open the batting. He's going to get stuck into the Fireball Stakes Race 1. 
Well, the market movers. We might uh, get the odds courtesy of topsport.com.au up there first, and we'll go to your market movers. Darcy, what's yeah. time? So short favourite, number one, Wild Ruler, $2.20 into $2.05. Uh, and then number seven, Vowmaster, $6.50 into $5.50. Mm, what do you make of the fireball, Walt? Well, it's, it's kind of interesting. Both races we're going to cover. The, the favourites have both drawn one. So, and, and quite a few of these are first up. The, only, the, the big query for me is uh, probably who, who does and who doesn't line up here a bit too because I think Mar Bush is down in the straight race down in Flemington as well. I don't think it's come out of either either race yet but um wild ruler looks like holding the front um which is which is important to its chances i think it's a huge risk if it doesn't any get any sort of pressure early um it, it really will will change the race i think like sort of long story short I, i'm opposing it at, at two dollars 20 i think there's some dangerous horses in this race you've got andermart who looks to get the perfect run that it, it got first up again here and has a really solid turn of foot. So any sort of pressure, it'll be the one exposing them late with the, the added fitness. You've got Mar Busher, who I think is a, a very talented horse resuming, and it's, it's five times the price of $10, uh, as opposed to a wild rule of $2. And then you've got the enigmatic Bowmaster and, and and the strong closing doubt land if there's pressure as well. So I think it, it could be any sort of chinks in the armor, a wild ruler will be exposed from one. And, and while I'm, struggling to nail down who I want to be on. I think I would just want to heavily oppose um, Wild Ruler at the $2.20. DK's a really big fan of Barrier 1, as we've seen (laughs) for the last few streams. Well, exactly. And he said it's going to hold the front. Um, And then if it doesn't, look out. Mm. And that's what we've been finding. They're not holding the front. They're in the coffin. Mm. Gap gap territory. Mm. Even when you aren't, like gate one round week leading is not... Ideal. It's, no. it's never easy to really lead there, regardless. So there's, you're always being dictated to, and um, you know he, he may set up a really soft time in front and sprint home. But there's other horses that can close just as well as him. So you want to have every chance in front, otherwise he, uh, he might be in a bit of trouble. Mm-hmm. We'll skip. Oh, so that's take on Wild Ruler, bet around it for sure. And we'll go to the Todman race two here, and it's the Golden Slipper. It's a traditional Golden Slipper. Uh, lead up so either the horses that win or have the big flashing light run these are the ones that you want to usually be on uh, when you're betting in the golden slipper in a few weeks time on the 20th of march the night the day after our uh, our live stream but um, we've got the odds courtesy of topsport.com.au up on screen now for the todman and das what's the early market movers yep so favorite number one profiteer two dollars ninety into two dollars forty five and number seven, Remark, has drifted $3.40 out to $4.20. Mm, and I think uh, the other one staying inside is around $3.10. And yeah, like if you, I guess the obvious, if well, I think we'll get the replays up now of, of Profiteer, early speed, it thrashed them over the 1100 and put a big margin on them. Let's have a look at the replay of Profiteer in the Roller Dice Blue, just careering away here. Very, very emphatic winner here. He's won on a good and a soft track and sort of looks bomb-proof. We'll watch this replay first, and then we might go to the stain side replay, which was another another good one. He's just absolutely... Yeah, he's something to do that. He sort of established that margin very early, whereas you're watching mm. this is stain side coming here. The, he establishes all his margins very late. 
And that's not, the big difference between these two horses for not me. Not killed either. No, I like the way he uh, stay inside, settled, Walt, and then just sort of pull, pulled across heels and looked a bit push button. Whereas the other fellow, like his first first time in race, he he, uh, he conserved his energy. Last time he really spent way too much in the first half of his race and a far lesser quality race, whereas he meets today or tomorrow. So if he doesn't conserve that energy, I think a horse like Stay Inside or, or possibly Remark will will destroy him. Um, and, and again, he's drawn one uh, profiteer. I I know I thought like a, it's probably a Mark Lamborn was one of the first people to coin it a lawnmower run. And to me, that's what profiteer <laughs> looked like in the um, in the uh, English in English race. That looked like a bit of a last run of a prep for me. They they sort of held him together for that run. He did a good job. He ran fast time, but he looked a bit out of control. And it's very hard to bring a two-year-old back from that sort of run for mine to this. And then you've got the added that. So it's 28 days, no trial. They've patched him together probably to get him here, but they, their whole goal is to, to improve him into the slipper. So Profiteer is being heavily backed, I see, but it's the one that I think is very vulnerable. There's some strong horses here and you know, again, it's. I think there's more pressure than the wild ruler race potentially, and it's all eyes on James McDonald for mine. What he does from that outside gate on staying side, it's the push button horse that um, it can settle up on speed and then it can accelerate off it. So it's the horse I want to be with if it has any luck at all, and it's the horse I want to be with in the slipper by far and away. DK yeah, couldn't couldn't agree more. <laughs> I've just waltzed the man up there, and I've just watched a few replays, and I know Profiteer obviously. Um, yeah, I know, I, yeah, it was a what was that million dollar race or something? I won the other day, one point two, which million. was a restricted was yeah. res, restricted sales race, mm. you know, which is yeah, and looked like yeah, looked like a bit of an empty out to me. Like you, you saw even just on those two replays, you sure we saw the last fifty meters. Mm, really of, into it. He was into yeah, it. Where yeah, the last yeah. fifty meters, the other one stay inside, it was eased down. Yeah. So I mean, I know which one I want to be on going forward into their next run, mm. and that, that'd be stay inside of those two. Sure. Yeah, and there's a little. Yeah, remarks the enigma. It's had what is it, 49 days? It, it obviously had a little setback. I don't know. If it was a, a virus or a temperature or whatever, but it was was medicated. So, and how many two-year-olds come back from that sort of thing as well? It, it's not an easy thing to do. And again, they're trying to improve into the slipper as well. So, if stay inside drew a gate, I think it would be an all-in job. But um, <laughs> probably you're going to get a better price tomorrow. Yeah. The um the other thing about a lead up to a grand final, it can be dangerous territory too. Um, more so with odds on short favourites. We've seen in over mm. it was years and years we saw them all go over at short odds in the lead up, and then uh, spike, and then it? then you know like grand final trains like the Snowdens, then then into the into into the big one improve. So capitalists, um, not saying, these sort of, yep. yeah, capitalists, spot on. Yeah, not saying that's so much the case with Propertier because he's already had a bit of an empty up, but I'm just not sure if he's trying to stay up for the slipper. How much of them? How much he's going to win empty out on this as well? Exactly, and I caught up with uh, the roller dice guys out at the sales uh, on on Sunday, and, and they sort of gave me an indication of it's definitely not grand final day, and he might need the uh, the run or the blowout, and they're not they're not going to be disappointed if he if he gets uh, turned over in the uh, in the Todman this week. Yeah, well, bigger, 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 huge, huge fist of golden slipper. I mean, for a stallion, yeah, stallion for everything. You know, the, the, the best stallions we've got, the, the the golden slipper winner, some of mm. the best stallions. Um, the huge prize, huge carrot there. So, and this is the lead up. So, yes. And you gave to bought both of them, profiteer and stay inside, as far I think. There you they're go. There we go. Controlling yeah. share exactly. in both horses. So, that's it. That's I think it. they're both qualified, even though profiteer won a, a, a restricted race. I think it's still yeah. probably got enough money to get in there. But it does. You've got to think about those sorts of angles too, about mm. who's trying to 
get their horse where um, because of the crazy money. But that's the other reason why stay inside. I don't think we'll be having, uh, we won't be going right back to last or anything like that because, it, you know, becoming an unbeaten cult, staying an unbeaten cult through your two-year-old campaign yep. is just huge for their marketing. Absolutely. So um, they'll be, I, I still think it's clearly the one to beat, but you know, it is even a rocket tiger at 40s that's going to get a run back on the inside. Like that. There, there could be a forgotten horse here too, but um, again, like I think the sort of the plays to oppose both those, the first two favorites. It's, fantastic insight yeah. and fantastic analysis. Um, it's probably stuff that you won't see on the other sort of commercial or, or mainstream shows, but these guys absolutely know what they're talking about. And big thanks, Johnny Walter. We'll definitely have you back on very shortly. And uh, take it easy up there, mate. Yeah, Try and get out of the dungeon. <laughs> Stay away from those vacuum cleaner ladies. There, don't, don't let them upset you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just had to uh, give the vacuum lady a little bit of a serve downstairs. Uh, we've got the Renault going. I was very, very uh, gentle with her when I actually saw her in person, but uh, I was steaming when I uh, when I was going leaving leaving this studio. So apologies (laughs) for the little bit of uh, noise there in the background. We're talking about the minimum bet laws but thanks again walt we're going to uh zip through the show we're starting to uh go over here so we're going to have a look at uh the top sport big bets so this is the early money at top sport we're very early here it's uh it's only thursday morning but um das has got uh the big bets for this week yeah flemington race six number 14 september run 10k at two dollars thirty flemington race eight number three 50 stars two thousand five hundred at five dollars Randwick, race six, number two, Fiesta, 2000 at $5.50. Randwick, race eight, number two, Dreamforce, 1000 at $11. Well, after hearing Casey speak, it looks like the uh, the Flemington Vets probably are his, 10000 at the 230 and 50 mm. stars. He might have knocked that price off early. Yeah, they're the obvious plays at those odds, you would think. Yeah, haven't had a look at Randwick yet. If I uh, if I go into them and find them, I'll, I'll tweet out those thoughts. But um, I think we're starting to run over Are here, we? guys, right. and uh, we'll, we might wrap up the show. But it's been a uh, yeah. it's been a big episode. Big episode. Yeah. Bit a bit happening in DK out wide. Hopefully, yeah. we got we got Eden Hope and Tao Wong and said, hey, couldn't get more out wide than those joints. <laughs> and then I think it's Stony Creek and a Chuka Cup days on Sunday. So keep an eye out. We might yeah. try and find something. Out wide, that's, uh, that we can find for the punters. Exactly. forty-seven yeah. fifty in the Little Birdie shop and you get a free T-shirt. So join DK for the month of March Madness and you'll get all his provincial out wide grouse. He'll be sticking to what he knows. So there'll be bugger all, if any, Metro stuff. He's got one at Packenham for tonight. And again, he's got uh, eight meetings cover in the next few days, Das. Good luck over the weekend. Thanks. Big weekend. I think you're going to Stoke House. Yes, I am going to Stoke House. Might watch the races just after hearing all these tips. Yeah, get on (laughs) September run. uh, It's probably going to drift in the early markets, but that's probably your banker. Yeah. Big thanks to everyone that's joined the show. It's been amazing insight, and especially the last little bit of the two-year-old chat was probably my favourite. It's you know that tape analysis. Go back, rewatch that segment a couple of times. That is uh, some great lessons on how to do your tapes and what to look for when you're looking at a two-year-old race. Fantastic stuff, DK and Walt. Follow us at Bet, at Bet Doctor TV on Twitter, Bet Doctor on Apple and Spotify podcasts, and watch us on the YouTube channel, Little Birdie Podcast, especially if you want to have a look at those race replays in the last sort of furlong there to see how you can do your form better. And a big thanks to punningform.com.au and our major sponsor, topsport.com.au. We'll see you next week.